This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you blind when you're born? Can you see in the dark? Can you look at a king? Would you sit on his throne? Can you say of your bite that it's worse than your bark? Are you cock of the walk? When you're walking alone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Jellicle podcast of Next Best Theater. We are here to talk about that magical musical show, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats. Truly one of the strangest shows to have ever been able to call itself a longest-running play on Broadway. Um, with me, I have Nicole Ackman. Hello, everyone. And Cody Derricks. Hi, it's me, Griddle Cody. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I introduced myself. I am Skimble Dan. Um, <laughs> Who was I, Dan? Am I Victoria the White Cat? Yes, you were Victoria, yes. Okay. I'm Nicole, but also Victoria the White Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be funny if there was like just one cat named Nicole. Like in the show. This <laughs> is mean, Ballerina and Demeter and Nicole. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like it's low-key Victoria, though, already. Like, yeah, it's true. Else, like Skimble Shanks, Mungo Jerry, and this is Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> and that is her name in the show, which is like, what? I will yeah. also say, before we get into it, re-listening to the show show, there's a lot of mentions of Queen Victoria. But it's like in the past tense. So maybe Victoria is uh, Queen Victoria... Uh, resurrected in a cat body, maybe? I mean, stranger things have happened. Or maybe she was Queen Victoria's cat. I mean, it makes sense. She's the only one going by the first name of cats, which is the name that humans gave it. It's true. The naming of cats is a delicate matter. Heard of that, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I mean, okay, so I guess let's just dive into it. um, Because... Cats is a weird freaking show, y'all. Um, I I I don't even know how to describe it, and I think a lot of people don't, and not because like it's hard to describe. It's just that it's it's weird. I mean, the essential pl- there isn't a plot really. The plot is Andrew Lloyd Webber really had a thing for T.S. Eliot and decided he wanted to set these poems to music. And da-da! Um, it is... It's, first of all, like, and I feel like I constantly need to correct people on this because it bothers me when they try to apply 
regular musical comedy standards to Cats. This is not a musical. It's a song cycle. Thank you. It is a bunch of songs extremely loosely connected by the thinnest strands of theme, um, which in this case is just, they all happen to belong in T.S. Eliot's um, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. Um, and the to the extent that there is a plot, the plot is that a bunch of cats are having a ceremony to decide which one of them dies and gets reborn by going to the heavy side layer and yes none of those words make sense mm -hmm. but no it doesn't really matter because we have Andrew Lloyd Webber at his most playful musically and we have a whole bunch of actors dressed as cats providing you that fully in character throughout the entire length of the show realness and we should say we're, we're we're doing this episode, yes, because the movie just came out, but also because, um, I mean, by the time you're listening to this, the movie will be in zero theaters. So <laughs> That's true. Kind of just doing the best we can. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's, it's <laughs> worth looking back at the source material for cats, we figured, because... Mm -hmm. I think there's an interesting conundrum going on right now of how do you take one of the most successful musicals of all time and make a movie that has lost millions and millions of dollars? Well, and the answer to that, of course, is digital fur technology. <laughs> but let's save that for later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and let's just talk about the, the show first. Um, why don't we um, go around and say... Uh, what was your first experience with this magical, mystical, mysterious show? And um, just a general sense of what you think of it. Um, let's start with you, Nicole. So I actually, unlike a lot of people that I know who are theater people, did not grow up on Cats. Um, the first time I ever, like, I had heard some of the music. But the first time I ever properly encountered Cats um, I also feel like I, I need to disclose that I'm a dog person right now, right here, right uh, now. 
Get off this podcast, Nicole. But Nicole, <laughs> a cat is not a dog. Just not a dog. I know. But, but here's that. here's the deal. I am allergic to cats, and I mean both the animal and the film. Oh, oh my god. But same. um so I first saw cats whenever my university, Elon University, did it my senior year, and I went to see it. And I was like, wow, why does anyone ever talk about cats as a musical when we could be talking about cats as a dance show? And so then in preparation for this podcast, obviously I'd seen the film. I was like, well, that happened. But I I love to plug Broadway HD. I feel like I need to disclose. I don't work for Broadway HD. But I watched the filmed version of Cats, the stage show, which I believe is from 1998 on Broadway HD. You can see it. It's actually filmed like remarkably well for it to be one of the earliest filmed musicals. And it gives you, I think, a really good sense of the show. So if anyone's trying to, like, see Cats, that's where to go see it. And my thing with Cats is, like, Cats is weird. Cats is odd. Cats is the epitome of, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber, are you all right? But the dancing in it's gorgeous. And I think there's something to be said for a song cycle and for, you know, it almost feels like a concept show. And if you get into it, like... It can be really good fun. So that, that's that's where I stand on cats. I don't stand on cats. <laughs> and I think that's a good place to stand on cats. Uh, Cody, What? how did you become acquainted with this show? All right. So I first met cats in 1997. It was my second Broadway show that I ever saw. My grandparents took me. And I remember being, um, as a young boy, in the midst of taking ballet classes and being suddenly into musicals, living my true stereotypical self, I was very enamored of Cats. Um, I loved all the dancing and the music and the, um, I think what would, I would later identify as the like spooky horniness of it, which is like very much my brand as an adult. But I think as a <laughs> child, I was kind of just intrigued by the themes that would, you know, echo later in my life. And then, you know, I did the typical, like, you know, when you grow up and you think Cats is uncool, so you pretend you never liked it. And now I'm an adult, and um, I kind of just have come back around to being like, whatever, it's cats, you know? Forget it, Jake. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, Nicole, I think the dancing is great. Um, I think some of the music is fun in a very uh, tonally abrupt and uh, almost whiplashy way throughout the entire score. I think some of the TSL lyrics that they choose to use, particularly in memory, are very... Um, evocative and uh, fun to listen to and some are uh, v dumb i will say and kind of yeah that's that's me on cats i don't really it kind of just sits in my brain as a thing that just fully exists without a strong opinion tied to it uh for me Hmm. that's cats (laughs) (laughs) i know if that was if that was uh if that was roaming and non-specific of a description it really is only fitting of this show so (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I mean, (laughs) all right. um, I guess that leaves me. Uh, I first saw Cats when I was about nine, ten years old, which would have been like just after I had started taking dance lessons myself, um, although I was only taking tap dance at the time. And it was, we, my family sort of went to see one Broadway show a year and this was the show for that year and we were in the third row of the orchestra 
right on the aisle. So it was like the optimal place to see it because when in the beginning of the show, when if like spoiler, if you haven't seen a production of Cats, um, the the actors will sort of they're running through the audience and coming up to people with these big googly bright eyes that are green and it's kind of scary but also kind of fun and um the we were right there in the thick of it and whenever we got bored with whatever the main action was was happening on stage it was really easy to sort of scan the stage and see all of the other actors in the background just like being cats <laughs> Which was, like, my favorite thing ever, because, I mean, how often do you get to see people just, like, having fun? And there there was a sense of, like, play acting and pretend that really spoke to me um, about this show. And it was a show that I just, like, wanted to be in for that reason. And for that reason, I became kind of obsessed with it. And I... I, as years have gone by, I just love the show for its for its utter weirdness. I I cannot believe that it exists. I cannot believe that it was the it's it currently is the fourth longest running show on both the West End and Broadway, and I. It just seems like the strangest show for that to happen to. Like, of any show to have such a huge... To become such a huge cultural phenomenon in the way that it did. And to have the tagline, now and forever. Because it really did seem like this fucker was going to run forever. It really does seem like a threat of occupation. It really does. Like, And the Winter Garden was cats for like, you know, two, three decades. 18 years, yeah. It's crazy. Um, and for a show that has, like, to the extent that there is a plot, it's about cats auditioning to die. And it's a family show. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of the musical theater production of Cats here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this and other exclusive podcast content from nextbestpicture.com. You have been listening to the Next Best Theater podcast under the umbrella of the Next Best Picture podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.